Tonight's um, topic is a fascinating and very important one. Music and Judaism and Torah and Kabbalah. Can, is it advisable to listen to music by singers that are not good people, that the message is not modest, it's Goyish music, in that it's not classical or spiritual and healthy message. Can men listen to women speaking? God willing, we want to talk about all these issues. So I want to start off this year with a beautiful quote from the Balatanya, the founder of the Chabad movement, the Altar Rebbe. And he says, if words are the pen of the heart, then song, essentially music, is the pen of the soul. So when we sing... It's our soul expressing itself. And music is a tremendously spiritual thing. The whole temp, right? One of the most spiritual things any Jew could do now is go to the Kotel. Now imagining going to the Bet HaMikdash and you have to bring an offering to God like on Pesach. Well, what, would, what, would, what was the atmosphere there? The main job of the tribe of Moses, the Levim, was to play songs because it enhances our mood. We talk about this every day at the end of Tefillah. Hayom Rom Rishon B'Shabbat Mizmor Levim On the Duchan, the steps that would lead to the Holy, to the Kodesh, the Levim would have the greatest, greatest musicians and they would sing the praises of God. Why? Because, as we know, all fancy restaurants, they have live music. Music is a tremendously amazing thing, and it affects your soul. That's why when we listen to music, that the message or the person singing is not holy, is not appropriate, is savage, it could cause some very, very dangerous damage to your soul. That's why it's highly advisable. Like, that's why. Right now, I'm recording this class with our dear friends. It's the 19th of Tammuz. We're, we're not allowed to listen to music these three weeks. Why? Because music is an extremely pe- pleasurable thing. That, And we have to acknowledge that our temple is destroyed. So many times during the year, the Jewish is not allowed to listen to especially live music which is more enjoyable, but now the quality of our music is so great. Why? Because it it really enhances your mood. And it says, if I forget you, Jerusalem, it's like, like I forgot my right hand, my tongue should lick the earth, the dust, if I don't put Jerusalem, like we say under the chuppah, at the, at the height of my happiness. So, like for example, these three weeks between Tisha B'Av, and Shivasar Vitamuz, we're not allowed to listen to live or non-live, any type of music. And the great sage Rav Eliyahu Nivilna says that the most spiritual thing after Torah is music. There's seven scientists, sciences, you know, according to Kabbalah, the menorah, 
which is one of the great symbols of Judaism, has seven branches. The middle branch represents Torah. There's six other branches of wisdom. What out of all these branches of wisdom and science? Because you know Mozart, you know, to play music in an orchestra, sometimes to become you, you need to practice since you're a baby. The violin, it's an art. It's a science music. It's the most spiritual thing, the Gras says on his Purishing to the Zohar. Then Right after Torah. Right under Torah, it's the most spiritual thing. So we have to be very careful what we listen to. That's why really music that has unappropriate words, it's a savage beat, the person singing it is uh, talking about dirty stuff. I would venture to say it's almost just like you could... Our our body has different, just like we have to make sure what enters our mouth is kosher, what enters our ear also should be kosher. And it's known that if you want to get close to Hashem, it says, Sur King David says, the first step to getting close to Hashem is not doing spiritual mistakes. And it's a fundamental spiritual mistake to listen to I don't even want to talk about rap because I call that loud noise, barbaric noise. A lot of the rap music is all cursing and that's just dehumanizing how they talk about women. And So that for sure you should sell it, say a thousand miles away from. But it's highly advisable to listen to Jewish musicians that are fear God, live, live with God, love God. Even if they're not necessarily Jewish, at least they respect God. Because when you listen to someone's music, you're, it, it has a deep, deep effect on your soul. And Rabbi Vadi Yosef, in his wonderful book, Anaf Et Sa'avod, he says such a beautiful thing. He has a beautiful question, and it, 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 I think, I'm going to end off Goisha music and then go to Kol Isha, if we're allowed to listen to music, just with this point, and that is, we know in Pirkei Avot, chapter 5, Mishnah 18, it says, Kol HaMezaket HaRabim En Chet Anybody that causes the masses to learn Torah, to do mitzvot, like let's say on your block, Shabbat afternoon, nobody learns Torah. You gather all your neighbors and say, let's go to shul, let's learn in the kolel, let's learn in the bet mit, in the shul. You are a person that you dedicate your life to spreading the light of Torah. God is not kind of going to bring sin to your hand. Why? Because you're causing people to do mitzvah. God is going to reward you that you're not going to do um, sins on purpose. But, the question is, we know one of the greatest rabbis of the Talmud, Elisha ben Abuya, he was one of the mentors of Rabbi Meir Balhanes. He was somebody that had a student, he was such a great teacher, that he had a student, Rabbi Meir Balhanes, but we learned in the Talmud, the Gemara Babli Chagiga, and it's also talked about in the Yerushalmi, that Elisha ben Abuya, he was at one of the right, he wrote a Mishnah. Extremely holy. He had a Kabbalistic experience and then he, he totally let religion go. How could that be? Elisha ben Abuya had spread Torah in such an efficient way that he even had a student that was Rabbi Meir Balanes, which is on par with Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. 
So why didn't his Torah protect him? So you know what Tosafot says? If you look in the Gemara, Tosafot Gemara Yuma, page 87. I beg you, if you have a Gemara, look this up. It said, "Hare Elisha Acher Shrabi Meir Lamad Afanav Sheshema Yesh Lamad Echa Sheurami Ikaro." The problem is, it's like a tree. If the person was had bad seeds from the beginning, then even by spreading the light of Torah, it's not going to cause him not to go off the right path. You know why? Because Rabbi Meir, from when he was a Rabbi, I apologize, Elisha Ben Abuya, when he was from such a young age, you know what he used to do? Listen to Greek music. So from here, it's just mind-boggling. Somebody could have a student like Rabbi Meir and spread Torah. Because he, from a young age, he was accustomed to listen to Greek music. His Torah didn't protect him and he went off. So just ponder on that for a few minutes. How deep of an effect and dangerous of an effect. And hopefully we can at least save one or a few people from listening to that. But the rest of the class is going to be basically from one of the first Teshuvot that our Prince of Torah, Rav Ovadia Yosef, wrote in Yabiya Omer Chelek Aleph Siman Vav, and that is, we know that sometimes we have plenty of good Israeli singers or non-Jewish singers that have a kosher message. They're not saying any dirty words or talking anything inappropriate. Can Is a man allowed to really listen to a woman sing? Now, I just want to say that this is so beautiful that we have so many religious modern Maccabees. We really have to pray every day, every hour, and they have such a special place in my soul, the Israeli soldiers, that they fight and they sacrifice everything to protect the Jews around the world. Not, don't make a mistake, only the, not, only not the Jews of Israel, but Israel is the shining light and the heart of every Jew anywhere in the world. And the, I, now it's a fascinating thing that I'm talking about this because it's a whole political problem that, <clears throat> thank, thank God, many IDF soldiers now are religious. If you go to Israel, they're even Haredi, ultra-religious. And the problem is, is that to boost morale, a lot of times like on the Day of Independence or whatever, they have concerts and they have female IDF soldiers singing. And it was a whole problem because many of the religi- very religious soldiers, they, they can't hear a woman sing, especially live, and they left. And it created a whole, they weren't being, they were being insubordinate to their commander and their sergeant. And it caused the whole chaos. The chief rabbi of the IDF got, got involved. So it's a serious issue. But it's a good issue that's coming up because it shows that we have so many brave people that defend the land and they're religious also and they want to balance both together. So there's no question that it is absolutely unadvisable. It's against halakha to listen to women speak, sing for you. As hopefully in the first 10 minutes you understood, singing is very arousal, it's very emotional, it's very uplifting, and it connects you to the person. The Talmud Bavli on page 24 says, Barachot, the first tractate of the Gemara, 
Amar Shemuel Kol Beisha Erva. A woman singing for you is like nakedness, like experiencing the nakedness or lewdness of a woman. Why? Because we learn it from Shira Shirim, Song of Songs. It says Shenemar in the chapter two of King Solomon's book about the love affair between God and the Jews. You know what it says? Your your voice, King Solomon is saying, is so endearing. And your appearance is so beautiful. And Rashi over there in the Gemara explains, It's very arousal. And it may cause, arouse, arouse the, man sexu- the mind of the man sexually. And therefore, this is brought down by the Rambam, Maimonides, and the Shulchan Aruch, that is forbidden to hear women sing. Now the question is, Let's say it's non-live, it's on the radio. Is that also a problem? Or it's not in person? So, this is how we get... The Rabbeinu Hananel, first of all, says a fascinating thing. He says, The Hagayot Maimonid brings it down. He says, It says, even though the voice is untangible, right? Because when you look at a half-naked woman or naked woman... It's tangible. There's something physical. But the, the singing is not physical. He says, still, this is lewdness. This is still inappropriate. The, the opinion of one of the great Yishonim, Rabbeinu Hananel, is it says, if the woman is a virgin, this is not the halacha, this is just the opinion of Rabbeinu Hananel, it's not a problem. Or if somebody that you're always accustomed to listening. Now, Rabbi says, don't think that Rabbeinu Hananel is saying that since it's untangible speaking, it's not a problem. He says, Mikol Makom. He says, Even though a woman, you see a material person in front of you, but the voice you don't see, that's what the Rabbeinu Hananel says. God looks at it that the voice is the same thing as lewdness, as inappropriate. The opposite of modesty. So therefore, even if it's through a microphone, right? It's not her original voice. Or even though it's over the radio, you understand what Vavadiyah Yosef says? You can be, because we always have to look at the, the bottom line. The bottom line is, it causes the person, like Rashi says, to get excited, right? So, Therefore, we know that the Satan has two ways, two spies he sends to steal you and take you to the dark side. Your heart and your eyes, right? So, don't think, Rav Avadya Yosef says, that since, you know, we Jews make a blessing on everything. If you see somebody beautiful or beautiful creation, you have to say a bracha on it. If you see, if you smell, you make a bracha on it. So don't think that since we don't make a bracha on song, we don't thank God for song, which is interesting why we don't, that that it's not a legitimate, real thing. No. For a woman to sing in front of a man is absolutely forbidden because especially if you know her personally or you've seen a picture of her, it will connect you to her, your soul to her, which... 
Like the Lubavitcher Rebbe said, when he would explain why he wouldn't shake other women's hands, he said, I only touch my own wife. And many, many, many thousands of people respected him and honored that. There's a certain relationship that is, there's an intimacy that it's a wonderful thing that a husband should always sing for his wife. His wife should always sing for him. His daughter should sing for him. But for, for a woman, especially a married woman, and you don't, we don't need to know what goes on in concerts and how very, very terrible a lot of these singers in Hollywood and superstar singers, how many girlfriends and what, because it's a fact. I mean, this is undeniable. God knows what the DNA of our spiritual DNA, and He knows what can keep, cause terrible damage to our soul. We, all these rock bands and it's been documented hundreds of times how they have no real family and life and a lot of them cheat on their wives because so many women are after them. Even men singing for women, even more so women singing for men, right? So, I mean, even science backs this up that it, it really does connect you to the singer. Now, the question Rav Avadya wants to deal with here is, so basically the idea is like this, that Ravavadya Yosef's opinion, which we're going to say at the end, is a very fascinating one. And that is, is let's say you hear a woman singing, but you'd never heard of her, and you never sent a picture of her, you don't even know. It's on the radio, and it's a classical music. You're a millennial, you're 17 years old, and... Obviously, we said at the beginning of the cast, the message is kosher, it's not dirty words, it's not a dirty type of thing. That, technically, Rabbavadya Yosef says it's fine. Why? Because there's the Gemara says, It's true we're not allowed to hear women sing. But again, the Yetzahara can only start attacking you if you first made a visual contact then, when you hear it, it arouses you. But if you never had a visual contact with the singer that you're listening to, that's why the Gemara says there was, um, Joshua had a wife, Rachav Azona. You know, most, most, the successor of Moses, the next leader of the Jewish nation after Moses. And it's just, that's a whole other time, for a whole other class, you have to delve into that. Why? Joshua married Rachav Azona. Her, her entire life she was what? A prostitute. She repented and then she married one of the greatest men in mankind, Joshua. But the Gemara says, whoever would say Rachav Azona's name twice, he would have a mission. That's how, when he would... So the Gemara says, the Gemara in Megillah, page 15, look at that Gemara. It says, Kol Rachav Rachav Whoever would say Rachav twice, he would get so aroused, he would have carry. And then the Gemara says, that's only somebody that knew her, right? If a regular person says Rachav, the Yodeo Makira. So from this, Rabbi is bringing a proof that most probably when the woman, you've never seen a picture of her even, it's not going to be forbidden. Now, is this sin... 
So it's fascinating that it seems that Rabbeinu Yonan, the Tosafot, they hold the same way you're not allowed to look at a woman, married woman, stare at her, or go look at them, like we had a class a couple of weeks ago at the river, when there we said somebody that goes swimming with women, mixed swimming, and goes when they're doing laundry, they pull up their skirts, goes there and look, he doesn't have a place in Olam Abba. Is that sin? The same sin, sin like eating non-kosher? Or is it rabbinic? It's, it's rabbinic in spirit. They just found the pasuk, it's asmachta. So it's very clear, there's many poskim, many rishonim, the Rabbeinu Yonah and Tosfot, they all this, is from the Torah. And it seems they would also hold that hearing a woman sing, since Shlomo HaMelech compares it to, right? He says, your, your voice is endearing and seeing you is beautiful, right? So this, but it's very interesting. Rav Chaim Oizer Grzynski and the Bet Shmuel, one of the greatest, a lot of the great postgames say no. As serious of a matter is that we shouldn't hear a woman singing, it's not from the Torah. Even looking at a woman, the Lotatur Achare Levavchem Achare Nechem is uh, not one of the 613 commandments, right? That means that you shouldn't think about idol worship or think about blasphemy. But to look at women and to listen to women sing is only Midir Abanan. And the Chaya Adam concurs with this. Now, the last question that we want to deal with is that let's say the singer dies, right? Like Haide or a lot of Persian. We have a lot of pretty kosher singers in our Persian Jewish culture, Arabic singers, they're not saying dirty words or anything like that. And that's also a fascinating thing because there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin that says if a woman, God forbid, does idol worship or adultery, when they stone her to death, which parenthetically, I must say, happens one in a million because there has to be witnesses, it's a thousand times easier said than done, right? We are not a barbaric religion that goes and stoning people. They had to warn her, there has to be two witnesses, the witnesses. But the Gemara in Sanhedrin is a fascinating one. When they stone her, because men they stone naked. Do they do that to women also or no? So the Gemara there, Rabbi Yehuda says yes, even women, they wouldn't have clothes on when they stone them for a capital crime. Well, the Gemara says what's going to happen when they see her, it's going to be a bad thought. The Mora says, He says, first of all, she's not going to continue living, right? And also, it's such a tragic scenario, Rabbi Yehuda's not worried about, because the Chachamim argue, if you learn the Gemara in Sanhedrin, they say no. A, a woman, even if she does like a capital crime, the death penalty, she has to be clothed. But, It's Rabbi Yosef wants to bring a proof from the Gemara and Tanit that says, "Haomer Rachav Rachav miad nekri veushi yodei makira alma de biyodei af lachar mitat miad nekri." It says, "Remember Joshua's wife Rachav, whoever would say her name twice, he would go crazy." It said in the Gemara there, it says, "As long as you had seen her picture and known her, because that's why we have to be so careful." I Parenthetically, I want to say and thing. It's so important to have a kosher phone, to have a filter on your what your children watches, what your husband watches, what what your brother and sister and family watches, because our mind 
is the most amazing computer, right? You could remember a scene from 80 years ago, 90 years ago. Once it, get it, once it gets ingrained, it's not so easy to delete it. So, you see from that Gemara that Rachav, when you say her name, as long as you've known her, even if she passed 50 years ago, it's going to cause the arousal. So it seems that Rabavadi Yosef comes to the conclusion that what? As long as you have seen the woman, even through a picture, then it would not be, even after she dies, it would not, that would not allow you to listen to her over the radio or YouTube or whatever. Sing. Now, I just want to bring, Rabavadi Yosef wrote this, how many years ago? Almost 60, 50, 60 years ago. So in practical terms, I wanted to update it. Now, most people, they have iTunes and YouTube and smartphones, which make us more buffoonish every day. And it's like an addiction, but it's not so practical, Rabavadi Yosef is saying. You know why? Because a lot of times nowadays, easily on the YouTube or the, the the thing that you sing to on the al- the face of the album and has a picture of the person, so it's less pra- much less practical than even twenty, thirty, forty years ago where people didn't uh, it was like a lot of the singers that were not so famous. It would probably have a more application to classical singers that you don't even were were, were died even before you're born or they're not so famous because once you've seen a picture of the woman. And even though she's dead, halachically, right, we're afraid that it's gonna, like Marilyn Monroe singing. It's, it's, it's logical to say that it would, um, cause the ta'ava, you know, cause the, cause the arousal. So, in, in this society already from the 1980s, unfortunately, we had MTV, and now we have YouTube, which does a lot of good. You guys are watching this is either on YouTube or Facebook, and God bless them. It's a double-edged sword, but this whole heter of Rav, because people do argue on this. People, there are poskim that say unequivocally, it says in Gamar you shouldn't let, listen to a woman sing. So of course if it's live, you see her. Well, yeah, you're not blind. But even over the radio, and you've never seen a picture, or you don't know where it is, it's still arousal. The opinion of Rav Yosef is to be lenient and say it's okay, but it's not so practical just on a practical matter because of YouTube. I just also wanted to say two other things. The Rashba says that it's never forbidden to hear a woman talk to you, even though she talks nicely or she's attractive. It's only singing. Nowhere in the Gemara or anywhere says that, so you can have an honest, very nice conversation with a woman, obviously that goes into another thing that we have to talk about. It says don't talk a lot to women in Pirkei Avod because it leads to Gehino. But it's very clear that, that the Rashman is Teshuvod. He writes, it's the singing of a woman, not the talking of the woman. So under different cases, whoever should ask his Rav, it's not necessarily inappropriate for a woman on her bat mitzvah to talk to the whole congregation, right? Talking is not this. Singing is what makes you so emotional and excited. And another thing that one of the great rabbis of Europe, which was very modern, and he was the rabbi of Berlin, and then later in Switzerland, 
the Sridei Eish, Rav Yechiel Yaakov Weinberg, he also says something else, that how about in a shul that has young boys and girls in a choir? So he says, another heter he says is that as long as it's not one woman singing, it's women, men and women singing together, obviously many people would not accept this. Today's standards, people are getting much more religious. But at his place and time, um, he says that's fine because you, it's not only her voice, right? It's like a choir. It's so this could also apply to the Shabbat table because there's a lot of people that when they have guests over, does the wife sing? Does she not sing? Um, maybe God willing, we'll do part two on this. But anyways, as a uh, final note, we have to realize music is so powerful. That's why some music videos, they have literally almost a billion because it's something that it, it nourishes the soul. So it's good, very important to listen to wholesome, classical, good stuff. Um, and I can't tell you enough that if the music is sung by somebody that's that's uh, not a good person, the antithesis of holiness is going to have a bad effect. And also for men, it's highly unadvisable and it's against halakha to hear women sing unless that you don't recognize or you don't know who she is at all and you never send a picture of her. That's the leniency of Rabbi Yosef. We wish all of you have a wonderful day and subscribe to our channel so you can learn more and more every week. Have a wonderful night.